Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Today we have a feast for, I would say, the second greatest prophet, following right behind St. John the Baptist, and that is the holy prophet Elijah, whom we find in his life, he's introduced in Holy Scriptures as just Elijah the Tishbite. From tradition, we know of a story about his father having a dream before he is born, that he sees his son to be born, surrounded by the angels and fire, and they're feeding Elijah fire, because he is on fire. Now, we can see, of course, how this reflects through his life, that the fire that was in his belly drove him to go from no one, Elijah the Tishbite, right to, hey, King Ahab, you are wrong. You brought Baal and Asherah into the worship of God's people, and so they have a face-off between the prophets of Baal and Elijah. And if you're familiar with the story, this is where the fire part comes in where you have the frenzied, bloodied ritual of the prophets to try and burn up the altar that they had built to Baal, asking Baal to bring fire from the sky. The, the god Baal was a god of weather, so you would think lightning would be able to strike. You would think, of course, the drought that had occurred from the prayers of Saint Elijah, the prophet Elijah, that they would have been able to overcome this, but they're not able to. And as they dance, as they let their blood flow to try and appease the demon Baal, there's no fire. So what does Elijah do? He ups the ante. He gets water and he even digs a little moat around the altar, fills that with water. He completely douses the, the altar with as much water as they could bring. And then he prays, and the fire descends from heaven, consuming all of the altar and evaporating all the water. We have the fiery presence of God called down by his fiery prophet. But we also, this seems a little above our pay grade, right? A fiery prophet who can, come, who can stop the clouds, the water, and can call down fire. Who even, as scripture tells us, can, through the intercessions of course, uh, the intervention, of course, of God to raise someone from the dead. But what does he suffer after this incredible encounter? But a bout of depression, a bout of despondency, a bout of thinking that he was all on his own. And it is through God's providential care for him, consoling him, but also revealing to him that he was not alone, but there is at least 7,000 
men and women knees that had not bowed before a false god. So we have in the prophet Elijah and through the tradition of the church someone that we turn to in times of drought, someone that we turn to in times of need, who has powerful intercession, who is a great example, uh, who in many ways uh, is the prototype for John the Baptist in his own fiery ministry, who in the tradition of the church, Elijah, will also uh, preach towards the end time and will be killed by the Antichrist, which is part of the tradition of the church, because how does he leave this world? He leaves it in fire. He leaves it on a fiery chariot to return to the heavens, which is, of course, why the Jews in the New Testament are looking for an Elijah and think maybe John's Elijah, maybe Jesus is Elijah. We also have, beside the fiery prophet, another saint who had her own fire in her belly, St. Maria of Paris, whom, uh, in many ways, uh, is, was the unconventional nun, the cigarette-smoking, cafe-dwelling nun, who poured out her life for those destitute people where she would go in the late hours of the night to the bars as they were closing, as people were stumbling around, to bring them and be able to give them shelter, to be able to give them food, to be able to serve them. She herself also ended her life in that same sacrifice, that same outpouring, when she traded her spot in a death camp, a Nazi death camp, for someone else. She stands in the line of that prophetic tradition going all the way back to Elijah and that if you read her works she has strong words for those in the church that would like the church to be a kind of impenetrable wall that uh, we here on the inside are safe and sound we have our nicely appointed things, and the, the world outside of us is going to hell in a handbasket. And that's the way it is. But St. Maria calls us forth to serve by her own example, but also in the example of being able to not just kiss an icon and the prototype or the uh, archetype of the saint, the person who is available to us, to just constrain that vision of being able to encounter God within the four walls of a church, but to impress upon us the revelation of God in each human person that we encounter. May we have the prayers of the Holy Prophet Elijah and of St. Maria of Paris to, as the Desert Father, uh, that famous story, to make our lives uh, all flame. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.